DryerBuzz.com and follow at DryerBuzz on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. It's all about the buzz. All right, first of all, let me say this. These billionaires, they ain't loyal, y'all. They just ain't loyal. Oh, my God. All we want to do is hang out in the kitchen. Let me see. Hold on one more time. There we go. We just want to hang out in the kitchen, talk some football. And can't even do it. These billionaires. I don't know. If, let's see if Mark Zuckerberg. Hey, guys. Those of you guys coming on. Let's see what Mark Zuckerberg let us go live this time. Okay? Because, you know, he he, he tripped worse than, worse than Arthur Blank. All right. Billionaires ain't loyal. Welcome in. Hey there, Tito. What's going on? Okay. I think we are live. Okay. I think we're live now on the right pages. I'm like, I'm trying to run in here and go live in this kitchen and talk some football. And they won't let me. I'm just going to give that a share. I'm not going to worry about doing watch parties and all that kind of stuff. Just share that thing. Okay. All right. I hope everybody had a happy holiday. Oh, I can't wait until it's absolutely freaking over. I'm like looking at my um, water sprinkle up there. I'm like, okay, wait a minute. I might need to keep an eye on that. All righty. Let me see. Hold on. Hey. Okay. So, I've got my Falcon gear on. Let me tell you. You needed to get your Falcon gear before Arthur Blake snatched back Christmas because it was 60% off at some stores, okay? So I'm rocking a new Falcon jacket. Rocking a new Falcon jacket. Shot it, yeah. Okay. I'm a bandwagoner. I ain't even that dedicated of a fan, so I don't have all the gear that I should have. And the red and black hair had more to do with the red and black kitchen than the Atlanta Falcons, but I could I could infiltrate, I could infiltrate the fan base Really, really well. Hold on. Uh, I'm not mad about DQ, but Thomas Demetrius. Yeah, okay, gotta go mad. Let me tell you. And it's so funny because when they were winning the Super Bowl, uh, TD, as they love to call him, he was everywhere. Oh, my God, he was absolutely everywhere. He was on every television spot. He was on every radio interview. You know, he was like the man, honey. And now, <laughs> this, whole, this whole thing. First of all, having to even listen to Arthur Blank press conference, you're like, Wait, who, what are you talking about? Oh, my God. I, the, the most long-winded, unpassionate speaker ever. Ever. But then, I mean, the man, the man's a billionaire. And I can appreciate any conversation dealing with the numbers, right? And I hope the sound is okay. I'm rocking a new AirPod. Not new, but Christmas AirPods. Um, so, I hope the sound is a little bit better than it has been. But do give it a like and a share. Maybe start a watch party because we're going into these tweets. To find out what people are saying. I can give you my opinion all day. But like I said, I ride the bandwagon. We done crashed, fell off, rebuilt this sucker. Uh, I got a chance to go to a couple of games for my birthday. One of my uh, uh, business friends is like, hey, celebrate your birthday. Go right there behind the goalposts and so forth. So I had a really good time. And it was a Seahawks game, which, you know, I kind of really like the Seahawks. Russell and them over there in the west, west coast of the west coast. I really kind of like them. So I was sitting... 
Like, right? Like, you know, but at the same, but, you know, the Falcons seem to be at that one more than anybody else. So, anyway, I got a chance to see, you know, Julio and all them, like, up close and all that kind of stuff. Um, and I could, I'm an Atlanta native. The Falcons and I uh, are the same age. So, like, they could truly win me over if they would go ahead and grant my press passes, you know. But then I ain't really, like, legit apply for any. So, that's probably why I don't have them. Uh, but I think, I'm thinking about next year, like, really becoming fully legit, going in and covering some stuff. Like, I really probably, if I was to do a Matt Ryan interview, it would give him all the credit that he needs um, for this city to, like, really embrace him. Because, I mean, like, dude, you've been transplanting here for, like, 10 years. It's, like, still, and they're still talking about the other quarterback. I'm just saying, like, I could really show this team some love. I'm showing them some love right now, you know? I could really show this team some love. I could, and I think I have done a really great thing in, in talking about them this year. This was literally the second year I've infused Falcons into my uh, 20 years of vlogging about the city of Atlanta. I'm a native, so I know the deal with all the stadiums. I know the deal with this one. I ain't too crazy about it. I don't like it. I don't too much care for Arthur Blank like that. Uh, but he is an interesting case study. And that joker walked right up in the middle of, of Christmas and just snatched back Christmas. He's, that's why I call this post. He's, Arthur Blank, y'all, snatched back Christmas. I guess I can come forward a little bit. I'm looking at the uh, video. Arthur Blank snatched back Christmas. No new coach. Hello there. What we got there? Okay, integrity. I thought I would put you guys on the camera over there, on the uh, device over there. So that I can see it. I probably should have put the iPad over there. But uh, I can't see it worth a darn. So I'm going to read. Okay. So as I said, Arthur Blank snatched back Christmas. And day one, game one, preseason practice. The first thing people said is, this is the year Dan Quinn was going to get fired. And I'm like, man, they talking so much about Dan Quinn getting fired. How can you work with everybody talking about you're going to get fired? Well, I mean, I know how that feels because it's like... People, I, I went through that season myself, like, dang, she still work here? How does she work? What does she do? I know, I understand that, you know? I understand having to meet those goals and, you know, and trying to do, I don't know, but <laughs> people keep talking about this one reporter that boldly asked uh, Dan Quinn, I need something to drink, y'all. That's why I'm hanging out in the kitchen. There was one reporter, I'm going to have to get him. Mm, uh, I hate water. I hate water, but I'm going to go ahead and grab a bottle of water. I'm going to take the label off like everybody else does. I'll grab a bottle of water because I can get back in the shop. We'll do a bottle of water. I don't like water. I hate water. I despise it. All right? But anyway, so sorry for the picking up all the sounds. So uh, this one reporter who, who I love, honey, don't nobody else love you. They keep calling it the dumb question. But it was it's a question that everybody's been talking about behind Dan Quinn's back. And in Dan Quinn's face, uh, doubt, do you want, do you want your job? You trying to stay here? Like, you trying to be employed? <laughs> Finally, somebody asked that. Because, I mean, y'all been saying this since Super Bowl. Like, damn, what happened? You know, ever since Kyle Shanahan went to San Francisco. They were like, damn, how, what, what, how do we do that? Let me tell y'all, when Dan Quinn came to Atlanta, I like Dan Quinn. I like the fact that. Finally, a city was going to go nice and young and youthful on their coaching. 
Um, but day one, when Dan Quinn got here, people were saying, oh, he's too young. He's too uh, player. He's too much of a player's coach. They're not going to respect him. He's not going to get the respect out of this team. But, you know, they've seen the respect him. They've seen the love him. They've seen him play for him. They've come to his defense the time and time again. And when they felt like he was really going to be fired, like, on the spot, they went out there and won those couple of games. I think, you know, and here's the thing. This whole interpretation of a season, the way the Atlanta Falcons is interpreted. See, now, mind you, I'm talking about this shit. Like, I ain't, I, I'm like just, only reason I can have this kind of conversation is because the Atlanta Falcons failed so much in this one season, it was easy to learn everything there was about football, right? Because it's like, oh, they not supposed to play like that? This, You know, like the misuse, the, first of all, some of the worst recruiting ever, uh, some of the scouting or whatever you want to call it. Like, okay, like, go check on them jokers, right? Then on the misuse of preseason, like, what do you mean nobody's playing? How will they know how to play well when in the real game? Okay, oh, we're not going to use it. And that's one another fault that people fought it, Dan Quinn for. Um, just a lot of misuse of stuff. But then, like I said, they realized that, oh, the Dan Quinn knows how to do one thing good, and that's hire some smart people, Right? I mean, and most billionaires, Dan Quinn not being a billionaire, but I'm just saying probably will be. But people who are successful, one of the reasons that they are successful is because they know how to delegate and hire some real smart people to make them look good. And apparently Dan Quinn ain't coming in and giving this auspicious opportunity to take over the Atlanta Falcons. He hired very well, and they went for in, to the Super Bowl in the first two years. But then going to when you or a team, you go to the Super Bowl in the first two years, you're that talent. It's going to be uh, attractive. People are going to be attracted to that talent. And they're going to make offers and get that talent to go elsewhere. And that's what happened uh, immediately. Uh, in fact, the year of the Super Bowl, you know, and then um, the seasons after the Super Bowl, just losing, losing, losing to the point where, well, Dan Quinn made some personnel or Dan Quinn with TD Thomas Dimitrioff uh, and, and under at the blank, you know, made some personnel decisions. Um, trying to rectify the situation, basically, you know, throwing people under the bus to keep some jobs. And here we are again. Arthur Blank comes in, snatch back Christmas. And, like, you know, I mean, we honestly thought, man, 2020, Atlanta Falcons 2020, it's about to be, it's about to be on. It's like, wait, no, we're not getting a new coach. Like, even though they featured, like, Raheem, like, during that national game, like, he was all on the screen. He's not going to be the coach, but he's going to be the defensive foot. Coordinator? I don't know. What they call it? Well, anyway. So, but anyway, um, apparently nobody wanted this talent. And apparently they trying to say there was really nothing else out there. But people were like, well, there's plenty out there. But somebody has a full-on strategy of winning. And here's the thing that is so funny to this day is when they went to the Super Bowl, Kyle had a backpack that was supposed to have the playbook for the Super Bowl, the winning strategy for the Super Bowl. Well, the backpack went missing, and we thought that somebody, everybody thought that somebody was just trying to get the Falcons playbook. We didn't know that Cal was going to go to San Francisco and do what he has done for that team. Okay, so, but anyway, just to, just to coming on here and watching me is to hear your tweets. To hear your tweets. So, if you have not yet tweeted about Arthur Blank snatching back Christmas and keep telling us 
Dan Quinn's gonna stay a little longer like a like an unwanted house guest. Um, hmm. So Dan Quinn, uh, TD is still here, although they do have a new boss since the new stadium is complete. Um, Rich McKay, like I love how that name just like rolls off my tongue as if I know football. <laughs> but Rich McKay has now got to get his butt. Boo, you got to get out the city, take your butt on up to the suburbs, flowery branch, and see what the hell they doing up there. Because from recruiting to preseason to practice, pregame practice, all of that stuff, these, apparently these players are doing whatever the heck they want to do. Uh, and Dan Quinn just standing back looking. Go and figure out what's going on and then report to me because this is me being Arthur Blank. Uh, because I'm tired of answering these questions is what's going, on, what's going on with this Falcons team when I have this other team that has moved in this stadium with them and winning all these championships. Not only that, bringing this international audience and flavor and what's going on with these Falcons. So, apparently Arthur Blank said to hell with the tweets, to hell with the season ticket holders, to hell with it all, to hell with everybody and their emotions. He's looking at something else. We don't know what that is, but he apparently, and, and I don't even hope, because I keep trying to figure out, like, Atlanta has never been, it's been a sports town. I mean, damn, we've had enough sports teams up in this city. You can call us a sports town. And when we win in this, feels good. But I keep wondering where our hope came from. So I don't know what analytics, what algorithms. Well, we know uh, Arthur Blank has clearly rewritten the algorithms. Like, we're going to throw away the whole first half, the one and seven. Like, when, like, I know we always had a bye week. I know football has always had a bye week. But, you know, like, undefeated is undefeated. Like, if people, only time I have seen so much of a football season being dismissed is when a team is losing, losing, losing. So now they want to keep the, Throwing out this record, five and two, five and three, or whatever it is. Got this last game coming up. Like we won five games, okay, but we had lost all seven. <laughs> you know, we went one and seven for so long. It's a lot of people that don't even know nothing about bye week. One thing we did over on our YouTube channel is we kept these little snippets of Dan Quinn throughout the season as we talked about the Falcons being broken. And so, and yes, the Falcons were broken. Uh, you can go to our YouTube channel, and in fact, I'll, I'll drop it for those of you that want to share it. As I pull up your tweets here, I'm going to pull up our playlist. And I knew there's a moment in those videos, um, particularly the Dan Quinn video, where at the bye week, I titled the video, Job Secured. So, I know Arthur Blank tried to snatch back Christmas, make his announcement before something they call him Black Monday, Nikki. I'm like, damn, why does everything have to... I guess I can understand if it has to do with karma being called black and all that kind of stuff. But anyway, whatever. Just, just disrespectful. So, I'm going to go over here to my playlist. I did a playlist which includes about... It's 22 videos. This Falcon season, I have 22 videos... Uh, watching Dan Quinn. <laughs> 22 videos of Dan Quinn, the broken record that is Dan Quinn, talking about how we got to fix it, got to get it together. 22 videos I did in this one season. First one, Atlanta Falcons coach deflated. I talked about continuously how in that one and seven during the preseason, first season, 
uh, how Dan Quinn was just deflated. And this was not, he, he's always been a very motivated guy, no matter what. He was always like, you know, on to the next, this game is over, you know, team's got to do, we got to fix it, got to figure it out, got to da 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 That's all he was saying, broken record. Every presser, you know, immediately after the game, the Monday presser, the Wednesday presser, we got to fix it, we got to do this, got to do that. Like, But this was the first year we saw him looking very disheveled. I mean, the man used to look like be like the crunch king. I'm like, damn, how many crunches does this man do? Because Dan Quinn was all, Dan Quinn was, was a very good-looking guy. This year, the wear and tear, the beard, he was rarely shaving. Um... I always had that really nice goatee, but he was just deflated. I mean, you look at these pictures, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten. Well, number ten, they had a win. Um, oh, they threw Muhammad Sanu under the bus. When we were expecting Dan Quinn to get fired, so this is what happened. They, they made a trade. Muhammad Sanu went out here. Dan Quinn, if you look at the thumbnail on this one, he was getting his mojo back because apparently, I guess he'd had his meeting with TD and Arthur Blank and, you know, they made some trades. And this was also at the time when Kaepernick folk were calling around. Dan Quinn talked about, we, get some, we got some calls. You know, we tell them we're good. I'm like, wait, well, we really good? We, we don't really need another arm? I'm just saying. So he started to look a little bit. This was approaching the bye week, and he started to pep up a little bit. Hell, in fact, in that particular video, he's damn right laughing. Um, and so then the next video, I called it Fire Dan Quinn because after the Muhammad Sanu trade, hell, Muhammad Sanu team, they had an awesome game that week. And I'm like, damn, Muhammad Sanu was that talented? He playing like this? Oh, when other people around him played, he played, okay. So, Muhammad Sanu went on. I think he went to the Patriots. They were picking up every damn body. My live and then called me on the phone. Okay, but anyway. Sorry I didn't do my D&D, y'all. We're back. Okay. So, they traded Muhammad Sanu uh, at the time when everybody was saying, okay, clearly Dan Quinn going to get fired. Clearly, this is the week Dan Quinn. Every week was the week Dan Quinn was going to get fired. When they made the trades, it was the trade deadline was coming up. I'm like, damn, he kind of chipper over there. He came to the podium, all laughing and smiling. I'm like, okay, somebody about to get thrown under the bus. This man's job, nice to have his job. The next one, we talked about Fire Dan Quinn. Uh, then came the bye week, and we called. We said, no position safe with the Falcons. You know, bye week is good bye week. Not, okay. Came back. Oh, that's when Julio Jones did the awesome speech. This was uh, after the bye week. Julio Jones went in there, gave everybody the pep talk. Look, y'all, they about to fire our coach. We got to get out here and play. So they won. They, they began, after the bye week, they started to turn around. They started to play. Julio kept talking about what was going on in this room and that room. They kept trying to ask Julio. I was like, okay, Julio, you know, you kind of stepping up as the face of this team, clearly. You know, because the quarterback, he ain't got no swag. You know, he got a little passion. Don't think, don't think he Matt Ryan even got a little temper. We've seen a little bit of that, right? A little, little bit of that, uh, okay? But Matt just ain't trying to connect with us like that. He just ain't trying to be that guy, 
Okay? So Julio was like, let me talk to the people. And they were asking Julio about the defense. Julio was like, well, you know, I'm not in that room. So we started hearing about all these different rooms and who's in this room. And the Falcons, they kept moving the coach from this room. Okay, coach, you go over there in that room. Let's just confuse everybody a little bit more. You go, you go coach them, you go coach them. They kept trying all this different stuff, right? And we start, things started to turn around. They went out there with the Raheem, with Raheem's uh, uh, defense and like, well, damn, who are these people? You know, they were trying to play to save Dan Quinn's job and lo and behold. Um, so then the Kaepernick thing came on. In fact, one particular game, I think Matt Ryan got sacked so many times. And I, and I was like, I just happened to notice that Kaepernick was over there on Northside Drive. I'm like, wait, Kaepernick is in town. What's going on? You know, and we already have seen the press. Uh, releases that Kaepernick, you know, folk were making these calls and trying to get uh, the workout thing going, even though they hadn't begun to talk about the workout. I mean, you can't be anywhere, you know, without knowing that Kaepernick was trying to get this workout going. So finally they had the workout debacle, uh, which, interesting enough, was going to take place in Atlanta and at the Atlanta Falcons. And Kaepernick was like, oh, no, I'm not going to let the NFL control this. Kaepernick then invited everybody down to the hood, said, we're going to take this to the high school. And uh, so they took it to high school. But Arthur Blank, uh, after another devastating loss, uh, spoke to the press when leaving uh, his amazing suite and uh, was bum-rushed by the media. Like, what is this? What's going on? Why are you keeping, why are you keeping this guy as leadership? And he said he wasn't. He said, no immediate changes. He answered a couple questions. And then we kept going on. We, we let you know that Dan Quinn survived the bye week. Uh, Julio uh, gave his amazing speech that everybody loved and so forth. And I just kind of got tired. It looked like I stopped that video 22. In fact, uh, there were a couple things happening where we couldn't even catch, capture video. Um, I just got tired of hearing it, you know. But I, the last video we did, we said that the Falcons break their losing streak, and that's when they hit up on that five, and now we're five and two or five and three. So a miracle of a second half, and now we're here um, where it's finally announced that Arthur Blank is not firing. Arthur Blank is not firing Dan Quinn. Hell, we already knew that. Arthur Blank don't get rid of people that quick. I mean, he just don't. I personally believe, hell, Mike Vick would have still been a quarterback if he had weekend release. I mean, they almost had to tear Mike Vick from uh, Arthur Blank's embrace because he loves his players and his, his employees, his team, being an owner. And so well, he loves people, apparently. I mean, the man going on what? He, he didn't get a divorce, so he don't love that hard. But anyway, uh, he does love his uh, team. And word in the suite, sir, just basically how, how close he is to the leadership of his football team. And that, again, snatching back Christmas. Falcons will not have a new coach. They will come back in 2020 season trying again. And why is every team trying for the Super Bowl? Like, you know, like. Why is, I don't understand it. Because I feel like if you, I feel like you end the season with a great record and you go through the playoff with a great record, okay, you win. You know what I mean? Like, you know, I understand the Super Bowl is when emphasis is off of, so much off of the owners and the individual teams. 
uh, to really back on the league, and that's their thing, and so forth and so on. And that's just conversation coming from somebody outside this thing who just likes wearing some gear because it's red. Uh, talking about these Atlanta Falcons. Now, y'all had a whole lot to say. Let me go over here. First thing we're going to do, I'm going to read your tweets. I'm going to go over here, and I'm going to switch this over here to a couple places where we are live. Oh, wait. Let me do it on this one. All right. So, we're going to get to some tweets. First, I need to get to a couple more shares here. Let me see if I can get this going. Did I? I think I did. Okay, let me just check this in. I'm just checking for... Um, okay, I did. I did. I did. I did. I did. I did. Okay, good. All right, let me go over here, y'all, because we have fun reading the tweets. So, I'm going to go to... First, first one up already... Um, Trying to figure out who I want to shout out first. Let's see. And because I have been trolling football so hard, my timeline, honey, my Twitter timeline is NFL crazy. It's like, oh, you might like this. You missed this. You missed that. Let's see here. Where do we want to start? Okay, let's go here. All right, let's see. I'm going to go to the Atlanta Falcons. Look at my dog. He wants to come in. All right, I'm going to go. <laughs> it said recent searches, Atlanta Falcons. That's all I do is Atlanta Falcons. It says rise up. All right. Oh, four hours ago. Falcons, as you know, will be, will be facing the Buccaneers. Um, one o'clock. And... Ooh, let's see here. With, oh, okay, all right, all right, all right. So the Atlanta Falcons themselves retweeted William McFadden, uh, who says, I highlighted earlier the five factors that Falcons owner Arthur Blank highlighted in his decision to keep Dan Quinn and Thomas Dimitrov. Dimitrov, however y'all say it. Here's a bit more on that plus a bonus factor. That definitely was part of the thought process. And a lot of, a lot of people analyzing this stuff. I mean, off the... Mm, let's just see what the tweets were on that. I don't even want to read all of that. Let's see. All right. Come on, thing. Don't be slow. Somebody says, well, which one of these five was the factor to keep keep Dem Demetrius? Uh, sad. Okay, what does that say? I mean, I'm an old... I'm, Imani, Imani Omar. Imani Omar at Sports Center. I love how he spells it. He got S-P-O-R-T-Z, S-I-N-N-A, Sports Center. Gone, boy. Okay, sad, ridiculous, disappointing. 2020 will be the first year since 1990 that I will not be riding with the Falcons. I'll, I'll be back when Dimitrov exits. Ooh, nobody like that man. DQ and D, Tim Clark. DQ and TD have contracts through the end of 2022 season. He's not going to pay new HC and GM whatever it takes to make them go away. Jeremy, yeah, I think you hit the one factor that made him keep Queen. I thought he would find a figurehead position upstairs for TD. Once GMs lose the ability to make good picks, AB likes to, Arthur Blank, likes to add them to his GM collection. 
Uh, Falcons made me money this year. Somebody says they on the on their get they posted their they posted their gambling chart or whatever chart that is. Uh, good call on his part. Dan Quinn admitted he took on too much of a role with HC and D head, co head coach and uh, defense. Humbling to hear. Mark of a great coach. I'm sure Quinn will be there for years to come. Terry Woodford says he's see now. Damn. <laughs> um, just that. He's seen now. Coach Pitt says, five factors. Wow, what a waste of all of them on a guy that couldn't win a Super Bowl by just slowing things down and making the other guys use his timeouts. Dan Quinn is not going to get away from the misuse of those timeouts. Simple coaching strategy that every amateur coach should know. That was the thing I think that upset people so much when you're in the game. You had timeouts, so you could have used better use of timeout. And again, I only say that because the Atlanta Falcons made so many errors this year. It's like it was the epic class, in, epic master class in football. There was no way one season ago I would sit here, first of all, with any of this stuff on and talk about this team the way I do. And I can't even read this next tweet about, tweet about Arthur Blank. Uh, let's move on. Mark B., says the, they better blow out Tampa Bay on Sunday. Something tells me they will tank and get beat. Then all will go into another long offseason knowing no change and no work getting a new coach and learning system. The passion that leads to a winning culture is just not on this team. And that's another thing that came up was the culture of this particular team. None of the five points explain why Arthur would not fire Thomas. Uh, let me go back and look at the title. Because everybody, look, he said five factors that influence Arthur Blake to retain Dan Quinn. So why? Well, oh, he did say Thomas Dimitroff in his comments. So people are looking like, well, why is, because I mean, why is TD still there when you ask Rich McKay to go, or McKay, to go to Flowery Branch and oversee these two? It's like, it's like you're going to let them play around with this team just a little bit longer, but y'all got, y'all got a new boss in town. Clearly a guy that wasn't trying to be, he wasn't trying to be a flower branch anyway. Okay, how long till Atlanta United play again? That's the username. Uh, Frank Morrow says, Brotherhood, no one feels worse than Dan about the season. Change is hard. The, guy, the guys like him. When he stopped being DC, our defense stopped sucking. Uh, Kevin Holman says, he is, supposed, he is a supposed defensive guru. What the F? We are like one or two games under 500 since Super Bowl. They haven't played four full quarters of football in years. Time for a change. Those four full quarters, we don't get four full quarters out of the Atlanta Falcons. We just don't. We just don't. And not only that, y'all, the stadium is empty. Help me out with that. The stadium is empty. That's the thing that people went back to Arthur Blank with. Fine and good, but the stadium is empty. And, and let me tell you, the Atlanta Falcons is deep with season ticket holders. They don't have, this is not a team that even though they don't have the championships, this is not a team that has to be out there hawking tickets. This is not a team that got to be saying, hey, listen, come to the game. This is not a team where over the last couple of years they have had to say, okay, can you please 
be in your seats. Can you come on in the stadium? Because, I mean, the tailgating is just on fire out there. So people are like, okay, I know the game been played and everything like they win it. So we're going to hang out here on the tailgate. But then it's like, okay, they got a new stadium. So you kind of went on in to the stadium. But the stadium, um, by the bye week, it was just empty. Everybody was like, hey, you want my tickets? You want my tickets? And like, how much are they? Like, we ain't even trying to sell them. Just, just go, you know? So, and that has never been a thing because the Atlanta Falcons do have some diehard fans. He made the right decision right there, says Charles. And <laughs> Georgia Sports Report says 6 to 10. Thanks, Mr. Blank, for your lackeys. Will Rich McKay have kept those two? That's a question. That's a question. All right, let's go back over, come out of that thread. Let's go over here. Uh, somebody retweeted Kelsey Conway. Falcons retweeted Kelsey Conway. I'm trying to get back to the... To, okay, let's go right here. Learn from the past, prepare for the future. And that set off a thread. And it is a picture of Dan Quinn and his most passionate one with a quote that said, the reason I'm so fired up... Oh, Lord, they know. They knew they were throwing... You knew you were throwing, throwing Dan Quinn under the bus. You knew Atlanta Falcons... Atlanta Falcons. Y'all know y'all were throwing about to throw Dan Quinn under the bus on this one. Okay, they posted a meme with Dan Quinn saying, it said, learn from the past, prayer of the future, but he said, the reason I'm so fired up is because this has been the hardest and most invaluable year for me as a coach, ever more than anything. I can't wait to apply things that I've learned with this team moving forward. Signed, Dan Quinn. 84 retweets, 601 likes, and we're off. Uh, okay. Similo Sulo said, that's my coach. Falcon fans, Quinn, we got to believe in. Stop the divide. Support the coach. Support the team. Falcon rules 2020. And he uses a meme of Tara Owens in front of a Cowboys background crying. I'm like, really? You, you can use a Falcon meme? All right. Demond Taylor says, uh, to be honest, this is the mentality we should have. It's already been decided, so we should just have faith. See, I was saying, Falcon fans be getting that hope from somewhere, and I don't know where. Uh, Chef Bald Elbow says, The thing I'm most excited about is Quinn has been fired up lately. Y'all seen him on the sidelines in refs war, war jumping up when plays are made, pushing players when good shit happens. Our team has found this swagger again. And next year should be fun. But his excitement didn't come at anything that he did besides not get fired. All right, Jeremy says, drink that Kool-Aid. Drink that Kool-Aid. The Dogzilla posted a meme of a mad old Ronald McDonald. Learn from the past, prepare for the future. Uh... <laughs> Patty Pan says, I'll believe it when I see it with a meme of Chris Brown. Okay. Uh, I Hate You All says, how much longer does anyone expect Julio to play? Or Format Ryan? Hell, Freeman took it to the bank in his contract year and has been hurt and underserved, underused ever since. The window only stays open, open so long and players do get tired and useless pep talks they have to live for. See, I was worried about 
I was worried about prime years on some of these players as well, especially if you fatigue. Because one of the things that was the theme or of the scheme that kept coming out for this year, if the Falcons were truly trying to trying to take the season, and I know that nobody likes to say that teams do that, but there was a question: Is like, are they really like trying to lose? Because people were talking about better better options in the in the draft. But the thing about it is, hell, we ain't good at picking players at that point, you know. So you know, shit. All right. Uh, Ryan just says, please win the Super Bowl next year. Uh, Caleb says, laughing out loud, would never happen for them if they keep thinking mediocrity is okay. Zach Stewart says, it's cool that the team can start playing well once they have nothing left to play for. And we call that good coaching and sign them up for more. Very cool. What did we learn from 1-7? and seven? Learn from the past? What did we learn from 1-7? Uh, somebody says to not go one and seven no more. <laughs> oh my God! And the memes are killers. And somebody said, "Look like you still haven't learned from that twenty-eight and three, and you never will, Coach." Y'all be bringing that shit up quick. Uh, he was seven, eight, seven and nine last year. What exactly did he learn last year? If we could have the exact same record this year. Saints were three straight years of 79. We're going to be okay. <laughs> more crying, more crying. Uh, I don't I don't mind Quinn. Dirk Cotter, on the other hand, that was another. They also decided to retain Dirk Cotter. Uh, Dirk Cotter got to go, man. Uh, exactly. Just look at the Saints. So everybody thinking they could do what the Saints could do. The, the Atlanta Falcons, number one rival. Prove me wrong. That's all I got to say. Get the hell out of Atlanta, Dairy Queen. is a joke. Uh, time for the season ticket holders to organize. That's that's something that people are watching for. Um, cringe. Somebody says cringe. Uh, he needs to be on a quick leash, though. If he gets off to a bad start, needs to go ASAP. Do you think that'll happen? You think that'll happen? I think uh, I think it's gonna he's going to be truly watched during the preseason. And, you know, then they, then they off. and one thing we've always said, and not only like we, like we're experts of our experts, I, I've always said that this next off season won't be an off season. People are going to be clearly watching this because when you're talking about, again, the team, this is a team that has spent a lot of money. This is a team that is stacked on the talent. And I mean, I think the coaches are talent. I think, I think, like I said, Dan Quinn is good at, at delegating. Uh, unfortunately, Pressure to fire some people that he would, would have normally delegated to, having to take on that extra role. And you know, you just—I mean, I think I think he is—I think he is that guy. But this off season, people are going to be. It, there's no there's there's no look away. There's no look away moment on this. And I mean, just even if you listen to Arthur Blank's speech, it really came down. And this is what fans really didn't like. It really listen to Arthur Blank let you know that this was really a business decision. It really was about the numbers. It really was, I don't know so much about the money, but he went very technical on, it, it really sounded like a CEO meeting. You know, it really sounded like a boardroom meeting as opposed to trying to appease to the fanaticism of football. And keep in mind, and again, me from just looking at this thing, Arthur Blank has been that owner that's kind of outside of the ownering. A lot of people like to compare 
Jerry Jones as um, as the epitome of a passionate, um, grueling league of a team owner. You know that if if anybody was to talk about team ownership, they would probably go to him first because of the passion that he has for his team in that city and representing the machismo, that macho ness. Um, and then Arthur Blank being the total opposite, very laid back, very quiet, little bit of meek reserve. You know, I don't know that he has a biting tongue as 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 this other outspokenness. And it's also been said that in in owner meetings, and that's something that happens. You know, they the owners do a lot in the off season. Um, that he was always kind of off from the other owners and had had a different idea of what football should be. So that's gonna be interesting in the off season. Uh, to watch. Oh my God, Hayden. Hayden on here says, and Hayden might have too. Says, uh, like learning how to, like learning how to take a knee on a two-point conversion because you're that scared of the extra point getting blocked and returning it all the way. And then there's another one says, a ride is the language of the unheard. People are feeling like they that Arthur Blank did not does not hear them. That's going to be a watch. Keep an eye on that. All right, let's get back to some good stuff. All right, somebody says, I have my I have my day of three of being a bit pissed and then move on. Pony up for the season tickets and a few road trips next year and cheer this team on 1,000%. I would have gone the other way, but hope Dan, Thomas, Rich, and Arthur prove me wrong. I really hope. And that's, not, that's a lot of investment. Pony up again for the season tickets. Get those road trips. As soon as that schedule is announced, everybody start booking them road trips. And again, not to mention the gear, which you better go get it now under the Christmas sales. Because, I mean, very nice jacket, but it wouldn't attract me unless it had that 60%, 60% off of my uh, my Falcon jacket. And we did, and, and we, we actually got three of them for uh, family. All right, and we ain't well, only one. We only wear this stuff because we got one dollar fan. New Year's resolution, round one, pass rusher. Trade all picks to New York Giants and Vic Beasley. Then draft Young from OSU. Sign Holyfield from Panthers practice squad. Replace Dirk Cutter. Cross your fingers, maybe. That was from Lee Brown, uh, WLBICS. All right, somebody says fire him. Uh, if the Atlanta Falcons learn from the past, Quinn will be gone. At least one more year of quality players' contracts are going to be used up because people think they're not going to get anything out of that. Somebody posted a a, <laughs> a meme, uh, Ice Cube, that meme. Over 2020 season, our 2020 season motivation needs to be don't come out on this field if you ain't trying to fight. Well, we know they don't fight. Then they let, then they let home, but who was that got hemmed up? Who was that got hemmed up in the brotherhood was like nowhere? Was, was it Beasley? Who was that? Somebody got hemmed up this season. Brotherhood was nowhere to be found. And you know what? I wish they would get rid of that brotherhood thing. I hate, that is in brotherhood. Y'all, I hate that. Oh my God, I hate that. Uh, let's see what we got here. Is that going to be on a t-shirt? Gross. Carter got to go. We should be prepared. Now, next season uh, is his last if we don't have a good season. Somebody says, I am so sick of time. Who is this? I'm that guy. K9 Copper 2791 says, I'm so sick and tired of, of Quinn's stupid sayings. 
terrible coaching and all of all around bad management that I will no longer call the fouls for my team. Arthur Blank has made the least stupid, the last stupid decision. I can stand with the fouls. Die hard fans since 1974. No longer. Uh, and he got a reply says, okay, no coming back though. I'm sure you were the same guy talking crap in 2015. <laughs> Somebody get this cornball out of here. Back to the talking his crap already. Come on, 2021. Damn. They jumped all the way to 2021 in hopes of getting rid of Dan Quinn. Wow. You Falcon fans like like the way like the we get them next year shit. He says, uh, are we, you Falcon fans like the we'll get them next year shit. Oh, my God. Like we learned from last year, prepare to be shitty again. Uh, whoa, can't read that one. Okay, this is your last chance, mofo. You got one more year. Let's make it happen. Talking to Dan Quinn at the Atlanta Falcons. Endless mediocrity. Arthur, please sell the team to someone who cares about winning. That's another conversation. Because we did a poll, and we said, is it is the players, is the personnel, is it the owner? And a lot of people said it's the owner. A lot of people said it's the owner and the culture. It's the owner and the culture. Interesting. He said this end of every year since he's mismanaged the fourth quarter of the Super Bowl. All right, let's go. One more, and then we're going to get out of here and let you guys get back to your day. Your day. Damn, Atlanta Falcons over Atlanta Falcons stay retweeting people. God damn. And then we got uh oh ooh ooh ooh. If you go on the uh, Atlanta Falcons about twenty three hours ago, you can watch Dan Quinn and Thomas Dimitri uh address the media the media. Uh, let's go ahead and look at some of those comments that was on there. I'm surprised they left the video up because they've been deleting. But <laughs> guess who got reinstated? Somebody says, I'm still in this, bro. Dimitrov needs to be gone. Same player, same culture, same failing philosophy, yet people expect different results. Hope you all had fun with the last few weeks of wins. Enjoy the empty stands again in 2020. And that was from Ryan O'Brien. Uh, please ask him how he expects to get different results next year with the same leadership, coaching, and players. Like, how are you going to do that differently? Uh, Duck said, this is going to be a move they regret. All sports podcasts says, fire Dan Quinn. Uh, Veggie Connoisseur says, I see no difference. Uh, Dwayne says, it's clear Mr. Blank don't care about the franchise. Look at them. Do they look like they know how to win? Yeah, it, it's it, it seeing the two of them together. It is a pretty sad uh, optic. Like, really, uh, not saying anything we haven't already heard. I tell you, somebody says I thought Dan Quinn stepped down to be the defensive coordinator. Them defensive coordinator? Uh, uh, honey, no, 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 no. We he is no, he is Dan Quinn does not to go anywhere near the defense. Okay, nowhere near the room, nowhere near that side of the field. You best to believe. Nobody's going to trust him anywhere near the defense. And I know he's still head coach. He's still head coach by contract. 
He said it goes by contract. But we already know where the, where the money make, where the money moves going to be made. We already know where the money moves going to be made. Because they don't put the brother in, in charge of the defense. And you know what they're going to do? They're going to be like, if he don't win, they gonna, they just found somebody to come down on. But let me just tell you this. That brother is good. Oh, my God. He is good. All right. Somebody says the player genuinely want him, want him back. Uh, but can they protect Ryan? Where is the running game? What? Will different? We already know they start. We started day one talking about the fact that Matt Ryan was gonna spend the season running for his life, and the number of times that brother was on his back, it's insane. Uh, they are funny. We will never win a Super Bowl in this life. Maybe our great 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 grandkids will see it. Uh, Marvelous says this sucks, and I'm not happy about it. No accountability, no true discipline, no acknowledgement of how bad the last two years have been. Wasting prime years of star talent. I hope I'm wrong, but next year we will be here again. Looking up at the Saints, making the same lame excuses. Now, what if we do come back and it's us? Well, we know there was one uh, move that was made. What about? There was one move. Hey, Divas! There was one move that is really the only hope, and that's the fact that Raheem... As the defense. I mean, we can celebrate that. Hell, we can do a whole ass parade on that. I'm, I'm, look, I might even go to some more games just to see Raheem and his defense. I mean, because we did now. We did have a couple of games that was really good, nail-biting, down to the wire, real, real good fight. Everybody was playing. Everybody showed up. Let me tell y'all the number one video, the number one viral video that went, not number one viral, but Falcon's viral video was when the guy was in the Falcons, somebody please go find me that and send me that again. Remember the guy was in the Falcons tunnel? Oh my God, he was letting them have it as they were going back for halftime. That was some, that was some of the best ever. I'm like, damn, y'all are getting trolled in your own tunnel. I'm like, that, that y'all, that was gold. I hope that brother put that on YouTube somewhere. That was absolute gold. It was some of the best ever. He was calling them out one by one as they were just walking to the, the locker room. Oh my God, that was some of the best stuff ever. Somebody said, my stomach. Uh, John says, Coach Coach Bruh and more of his stupid bumper sticker slogans and excuses. Way, way to make us the Cleveland Browns of the South. Hope you're proud. Oh my God, I gotta reach me that one. Oh my God! He said, he said of his stupid bumper sticker slogan. Dan Quinn, do be coming up with those slogans though, y'all. Uh, way to make us the Cleveland Browns of the South. Hope you're proud. Dimitrov pocketing money and not bringing in the right talent. What the hell? It's cheaper to keep them, huh? Blank. Somebody saying, don't email me about season tickets. Somebody said they're using the uh, uh, what's what's the name? Don't email me about season tickets. Somebody said, just an embarrassment to all Atlanta sports fans, not to mention Falcons. Let's see here. A couple, a couple of threads jumping off on here. All right, y'all. Let's go back one more. Damn. I'm like, they keep retweeting this thing right here. We, we saw that. We saw that. We saw that. Rich McKay, I'm not only concerned about the salary cap situation. I'm not overly. I'm not overly concerned about the salary cap. Arthur Blake says, the great coaches make adjustments. He believes Dan Quinn will learn from this season and be quicker to make adjustments moving forward if things start heading south. 
How much further south can shit go? All right, y'all, I really think, I think that's about it. Blake considered five factors. Here are the five factors. Quinn gave up D.C. to play calling duties. Uh, defense was simplified. Position changes helped players succeed. The players played hard for Quinn throughout the year. Players weren't always getting the best coaching, but believes that was corrected. See, that's the shit make you go like, what? What? I mean, to say that the players played for Dan Quinn, but the players didn't play well until Dan Quinn got out of the way, you know? I mean, players weren't always getting the best coaching. And I was like, because it seemed like every week they were shuffling these coaches around. So I didn't understand that one. And, okay. This one has some comments. The regime can get it done. This is Arthur Blank. The second half of the season was proof of that. They keep talking about this damn second half of the season. And it has gotten the most responses to the Atlanta, the Atlanta Falcons. So going one and seven while getting outscored 71 to 20 in the first half weeks, one and four, and posting a 32nd overall defense that didn't record a sack from weeks three to eight is totally forgivable for a defensive guru head coach whack thank you so much john quick john quick said they're gonna give him a retweet john quick said that that was a thing to me like damn it's like it was bad y'all the first half of the season was proof they can't one and seven one and seven uh Matt is always trying to come in and say something that's positive. You look at the half-empty glass, and I see half-full one. Yours looks worse than my honesty. Man, please, that, that glass is on drought, okay? Man. Didn't y'all say the same thing last year? If DQ is coming back, then I have lost faith in this team. Uh, they finished strong last year and then went 1-7 and seven this year. Uh, even Auburn and Georgia can agree. Another year of Sundays off at least. <laughs> Here come the 28 and 3 people. Uh, that's what you said this year. Look what happened. So what's the first half of 2019? Or at least year proof of. Uh, but we finished strong. We'll keep the organization medi mediocre forever. Saying we finished strong. Uh, Prepare mentally for another failure of season 2020. Unless they revamp the offensive line. The offensive line, y'all. What a joke. Wrong. Every one of these tweets just make it look worse. Fire DQ and, and Dimitrov instead of constantly alienating fans. So fans are feeling alienated on this show. I feel sorry for social media person running the account today. Rest in peace mentions. Ah! <laughs> uh... Wait, so 1-7 didn't happen? Sweet. Uh, it happened just like 28 and 3. <laughs> Damn. I can't wait. I can't wait until we get the hang of second half of the year. 2019 champions. Okay, so they won when it didn't matter. No one took the Falcons seriously in the second half of the season. Thank goodness the Braves are back. Damn. 
Uh, what about last year? We did the same thing. This regime can't get it done. He's he's a below 500 coach. Mm -mm. All right, y'all. Y'all head on over to the Atlanta Falcons uh, Twitter page. Twitter page. And check out some of these things. Uh, if we had to talk about factors, let's see. What do you think about Antonio Brown working out with our enemy? I don't know. I mean, there's been the thing about it is there's been so much available. When you look at the team, these all these other teams out there, and I think I think too, people keep talking about this. You know, we spend all the Falcons spend all their money for one. That's one thing why because other teams are out there just grabbing up people, grabbing up people, grabbing up people, and a lot of people are just saying that you know, I mean, we've been mismanaged. What can you say? I mean, hell. The Falcons were playing on Northside Drive at the same time Kaepernick was Kaepernick was literally and physically two blocks away. Kaepernick was in Atlanta going to try out. The fact that he was going to do the trial in Atlanta, I thought that was just a bunch of smoke and mirrors and he was going to end up on the on the Falcons team. Now, mind you, you know, yeah, they saw Kaepernick and they're like, ooh, this brother's still mad. This brother's still pissed off. I don't know that he could even, even come back into the league. Uh, even though you know, I don't, I don't know what, I don't know what his plans is, but, but just the fact that watching all these other teams, because remember, it was like, like the Patriots, like they, they, what need do they have? They out there, they were out there picking up everybody. Everybody was getting dumped, cut, hurt. They were like, come to the Patriots, you know, we'll, we'll, we can wait, we can wait till you here, we can wait till your controversies die down, you know. I mean, hell, they took Muhammad Sanu, and Muhammad Sanu got out there and was damn tearing up everything. You know what I'm saying? So it's like we just mismanaged. Uh, recruiting has not has just not been the best thing that this team does. It's like even right now, with this last game, knowing we're going to go into the offseason, knowing the draft is coming up, it's like you don't even hear certain names being dropped around here. It's like because right now the fans, are, fans feel totally alienated. I don't know what this weather is doing, but it's getting real dark. Um... Fans are totally alienated. They feel like Arthur Blank is not listening. And I'm not one to ever say that people should respond to... And I know social media is that platform where everybody can be seen and heard. But you really have to take it... And I'm not going to say take it with a grain of salt because it does have, carry a lot of weight because of the influence that's there, you know. So you have to pay attention to it. And if, if something is said on social media, you have to wonder about the echo chamber because that echo chamber can give drastic results. And if, like say for instance, the game is coming on and, and the seats are empty and you on your way, you might say, hey, well, let's just go on to the sports bar. So, you know, you're seeing everybody posting and there are those few diehard people and people, even the people in the stands, they taking the selfies, but hell, all the rows are empty behind them or you know they see you see more of the opposing team. Those are the kind of things that are, that are making us change. And, and not only that, one thing that the Atlanta Falcons, that the stadium itself has had to compete with was the tailgate. But then when you see people who are postponing and canceling, and not postponing, but canceling their tailgate, and they're not, they were not tailgate. When the tailgating is empty, like you know, that that's the cult, that's the culture of the team. It's culture, right? And when you see that people are not tailgating because it's like, well. They don't want to spend it because it costs a lot of money to tailgate. You you invest a lot. First of all, the space costs a lot of money. Then you got the food, not to mention the alcohol. And you you know, you got all of that. And then um 
there are those that are legit clubs. And so people are like, well, no, we're not, we're not about to spend all this money. Um, and all the setup, you got to be out there way early in the morning to get your spot and to set up and so forth. And then you see people canceling the tailgates. That's changing up the culture of it. And then you got people coming in. People, you got all these other platforms where people are selling their tickets, you know, and not even selling their tickets because the price is at such a premium and they're making all this money. They're selling their tickets trying to cut their losses. That doesn't represent well. Not only that, we were already had we already had some recruiting issues because number one, this is a team where this is a city where some of the athletes have had some very serious problems. I mean, this is a team where hell the damn number one quarterback, most popular quarterback they ever had, went to prison. It's like every coach in Atlanta Falcons has got to explain that. Like, wait. You're not even protecting your quarterback. You're not even grooming like that. You know what I'm saying? Y'all down there letting, letting your number one guy who, or, who all your money is on get into trouble, you know? And you're trying to go and talk to young younger people who come in here and, um, and, and giving, it, giving you their prime years. You know, if you really want to take it back to a business, a business decision. It's like, wait, y'all are rebuilding? Well, you know, it takes three to five years to rebuild. I mean, what... What football player has that? You know, it's like Julio sitting back damn near almost chilling. Like, even though they got he and Matt Ryan, you know, both of them holding out for all this money. And we got, we hadn't got a return. We had not got a return on that investment. We don't have no Super Bowl. We went to the Super Bowl, but we ain't got no return. We don't have a return on that investment. And there was like, what, three to five? Five of these players ended up with the biggest checks in the league. You know, being the, being the highest paid in their position. And we don't have anything to show for it. And you made you spend all that money, and you changing up the coaching every damn week. Like it was like a damn uh, shuffle over there. This coaching, you know, they they kept talking about in this room and in that room and in this room, and and they kept changing up every week. Wait, he was calling defense last week. Now you got him over here, special teams. The head coach is doing this, that, and the other. And it's like. I don't even know football, and I know that that I, I know that nobody can follow. Nobody can can you can follow that. You can't, you can't, and that's why fans are out here talking about how to get Arthur Blank to see and understand their pain. And when you feel like the owner doesn't, uh, when the culture of the city was that it was a brotherhood and it was a family, and now people are like they don't know what this is, you know, and and to watch. Week after week after week. I mean, hell, we got 22 videos of watching this coach come out and try to explain what's going on. To the point where you, they literally had to take the lens off of Dan Quinn. That's, that was some crazy shit right there. They literally had to take the lens off of the head coach and put it on not the quarterback, but the other uh, two other players as the face of this team. Simply because it was just entire letdown, an absolute entire letdown. One more game, Buccaneers. Um, they got to play the Buccaneers on Sunday. I'm gonna go hang up my, hang my gear back up, throw it back on. Get ready for this game. And this winning, winning second season. We're five and two in the second season, and that apparently has saved uh, Dan Quinn, Dimitrov. Hell, they got Rich McKay some more money because I'm pretty sure he went going from managing uh, the, the stadium side of things 
uh, to now, hey, listen, can you just take all of this? Because I, I just kind of need to sit back. You know, I got this whole divorce situation over there that probably got to get finalized. Um, but can you please go and see what the hell they're doing up there at Flowery Brent? So now you got another pair of eyes up there. And again, another person who has a history of football, we're told. But at the same time, nobody has seen. Nobody has seen or heard what they wanted to hear. Where it comes when it comes to getting a, a winning season from this team. This season is going to end. And while there are those who will simply have hope because they are diehard Falcon fans and they support the Falcons no matter what, um, here we go. So, all right, y'all. I got to do some things in the kitchen that I'm supposed to do in the kitchen, such as make my lemonade. I got to make some lemonade. There's some dishes in the sink. We had breakfast. So I gotta, I gotta get the kitchen. I gotta unload dishwasher. I gotta take off my super, super suit and get back to domestication and get some dinner going. I probably would be on live uh, making some oxtails, and I will be live New Year's Eve before New Year's Eve. Uh, some point New Year's New Year's Eve day, we'll be making our. Black Eyed Peas and Collard Greens, which is our Superstition Soup. We're going to do our Superstition Soup again this year. We were live and featured on Periscope last year. So if you guys want to watch, I'll be posting those ingredients if you want to cook along. It's basically Black Eyed Peas and Collard Greens. And I'm going to use some ham. I didn't even have a Christmas ham. But I'm going to put some ham in there. Some sweet potatoes go in there. Some carrots. Little vegetables. Some stock. And that's so that you will come the new year and uh, have your Superstition Soup. And by superstition, I mean, you put that ham bone uh, in your wallet and all those kinds of things. So you can have money all year long, prosperity, courage, and all those things that you dream for. And again, I hope you guys have a great holiday. Go now to DryerBuzz.com and follow at DryerBuzz on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. It's all about the buzz. Yeah.